Imagine going through hell and back while chasing your dreams and winning through with sheer will and determination. We're joined by a guest today that has one crazy story about defying all odds and becoming a beacon of light to those around her. We're joined by Camelia Britton, a digital nomad and travel blogger who helps other women create businesses around what they love. Camelia is probably one of the most positive souls I've ever spoken to on this podcast. And considering her story, it makes me super stoked to be able to have a conversation with her. I won't leave any spoilers in this, but this is one episode that will leave you feeling refreshed and with a renewed sense of inspiration. Tune in. Remember, Nomad fam, we've got some incredibly value-filled episodes planned out for you, so please hit that subscribe button and leave a review. Your review helps this podcast become more visible and ultimately inspire more people just like you. My name's Omar Mo, and this is The Nomadic Executive. You're listening to The Nomadic Executive, hosted by Omar from nomadables.com. Join Omar as he sits down and speaks with leading online entrepreneurs, remote workers, and digital nomads about everything from business strategy to travel and lifestyle design. Together, we're here to help you achieve a life of happiness, health, and freedom. And now here's your host, Omar Mo. All right, Camelia Britton. Welcome to The Nomadic Executive. Super stoked to have you on. You have an awesome personal brand. You have an incredible online business. You've traveled the world. You're living the dream that many people, including people in my own audience and me not so long ago, dreamed of myself to be able to be doing. And you're living it. And you've had this incredible transitionary journey. You were a nurse at some point. And now you're doing what you want to be doing every single day, whenever you want. And you're helping tons and tons of people while doing it. So I know I kept that very obscure and vague, but why don't you actually tell my audience uh, a little elevator pitch about the beginnings of your story and what you do these Yeah. So long story short, I was a nurse for 17 years and I was just over it and burnt out. And I just wanted to travel and be free. And yeah, I just really started traveling in my nursing job and then just really wanted to release the nursing and make travel my job. And so I started a travel blog back in 2016, did really well with that. And then I was at the right place at the right time. I became an influencer overnight, which was not really what I ever planned on doing, but that's how it just happened to be. And then I was able to quit my nursing job in 2018 and started doing Instagram coaching because people were asking me how I was doing it and all that kind of stuff. And then In 2019, I got cancer, which was a whole crazy detour of left field. And so I wasn't able to travel for a year. And so I just really leaned into the coaching side of my business, which ended up being a blessing in disguise because then COVID hit and then travel was crazy anyway. And yeah, for the past couple of years, well, since 2018, I've just really been expanding upon my coaching business, teaching Instagram, I teach personal branding, mindset business, and all that good stuff. And also blogging and stuff like that, since I've led myself through all of that. And now I'm healed and whole, which is amazing. I'm back out traveling. I'm back out living the free life as much as possible with the certain restrictions and everything. And I'm super blessed. And I'm just really passionate about legacy after all my health journey and just really supporting people just like me who really just want to live life to the fullest and live in their gifts and share their purpose and all that. Sure. You've lived hell of a roller coaster over the past five years. That's nuts to hear. It's been crazy. From one thing to another. So going back to your nursing job over here, you said you were a nurse for 17 years. So it's quite some time. What was that pivotal moment for you where you realized you didn't want to be a nurse? Yeah, it was. So for the first 10 years, I loved it. I'm, I'm a science nerd and I was like, um, 
really fascinated with how we could put an IV in people and infuse things and it worked and it would heal. And I just found that really fascinating. And so I was really interested in it and loved it. And I I was learning and growing and learning and growing. And then after about 10 years, I got to where I was in a place where not that I knew everything by any means, but I felt a little bit capped and I'm such a Enneagram seven, like probably most of you are, and my soul needs to be free. And I felt like I needed expansion and I was really wanting more and more freedom and more just capability to just to be limitless and not be capped on my income or capped on whatever. And I really just had this call for that. And so I started to also just get burned out because I wasn't being challenged anymore in these new ways. And I was looking for more challenges and wanting to expand. And my mind was hungry for something new. And yeah, I really started looking into different businesses. And one of my first businesses was I started, it's like match.com for home care. <laughs> like basically it was called a home caregiver connect. I bought dating site software and I modified it from, I'm a man looking for a woman to I'm a caregiver looking for a care seeker. I changed ages to pay rates. I changed hobbies to specialties. You get the idea. And right. so I basically built and it was going all well. And then I realized I just worked myself into another job that I actually didn't like. So there was no joy in that. And so after a couple of years, I released it with love and just went back to nursing. And so then after that, I built a brick and mortar business, which was, I'm a Reiki master and instructor. I'm all about mind, body, soul work and healing a nurse. I'm like a total healer from the inside. And so I went the whole other way. I built a brick and mortar business and oh yeah. So Reiki is like energy healing. So it's like energy work and stuff like that. And it's, it's its own energy healing. And so I was doing sessions with that and I was doing meditations and all this kind of healing work. And this was back in 2014. And so again, my soul wanted to be free and I felt trapped in a room healing other people. And I was like, I need to be free. I need to be free. And funny enough, the travelers will love this is like, I ended up getting an error fare, which is a mistake fare for $325 to go around the world for six weeks. So I took it and of course I took it and I took a break from my business because I was already feeling a bit trapped and it was already weighing on me. And when I got back from my six weeks around the world, I decided once again, this is not it either. There's something that I felt a little bit trapped and I need to be free. So once again, I released it with love, went back to nursing. And then in 2016, my friend was like, I don't know why you just don't start a travel blog. That's clearly all you want to do. And I had the limiting belief that who's going to pay me to travel the world, laugh out loud. Were you continuing there? So you said that you went on this six week trip. And then Mm -hmm. when you came back, you realized like you weren't feeling that. So you did travel, but then you felt cooped up. Why go back to something like a travel block? Why go back? Yeah. So the thing was I went out and I was doing Reiki healings and it was very much a brick and mortar business and it was not really online at all. So when you're doing the six week travel trip, you're still doing Reiki. No, I was completely not working. I was completely not working. And so that was where the shift happened because I was like, I want to do whatever I'm going to be doing if I'm in Bali or if I'm in wherever. And I want to be able to do it wherever. And back then you could probably swing that now, but back in 2014, it really wasn't the vibe to be online or doing all this kind of stuff and especially healing work. And I think it was a way more in-person thing we've evolved now, but here we are in 2021. And so back then it wasn't really the thing I want. I really wanted to be online. I really wanted to be location independent and be free. So that's when I started the travel. Makes sense. That makes sense. So you came back, you wanted something to pour your energy and time into, but something that you could do locationally independent anywhere. And it's funny that the locationally independent thing correlates directly with travel in the first place. I feel like when I started this podcast, that was my original intention as well to kind of just make money off the podcast, maybe later on, and then use this to travel the world. And lo and behold, I went a completely different direction and I love what I do now, but it was my original intention when I started this. So I can understand where you're coming from with the travel blog. So at a time you mentioned something about the travel blog, you said you had good timing with that. What do you think 
consisted of the good. Yeah. I think back in 2016, there were less people doing it. There were still people doing it certainly, but there were less people doing it and it just wasn't as saturated of a space. It still can be done now. I'm working with clients now who are still doing it. Do you know what I mean? It just, it's a little more, it takes a bit longer and it, there's still space. There's still space because SEO is a thing and Instagram is still a thing. There's certain strategies you can use, but back then it was a lot easier to go really quickly. Do you know what I mean? You could still grow for sure, but you did need to be a lot more targeted. And you, I obviously, I always tell my clients to really have their own products and services rather than just rely on getting followers and being an influencer. You can still certainly do it. There's still ways, but it is a bit slower. In my first year, I had 20,000 followers all organic and everything. And it was just like, it just kind of came, it just happened. And I never set out to be an influencer. Like I said, I really set out to do a travel blog and I built a course. I actually built a course on travel hacking and how to find error fares and mistake fares and all that, which is what I was totally doing. So that's kind of how I started. Sure. So what was that initial feeling that kept you going? Like when you were first starting something new like this, I remember when I started and I keep relating this back to my own podcast journey, because I guess it's something as similar as I can get to what you did. Mm -hmm. But I remember what kept me going in the beginning was like, even though I sounded like on the mic, there's still people coming out and reaching out to me and saying, Hey, like, I I like this episode, or Hey, you did a great job. What was it for you for those initial? I know you got to 20,000 followers really quickly. So that feedback loop right there must have felt really good. But how about some other things that you noticed at first? You just like, you know what, this is my calling. Yeah, I just knew because I had started two other businesses that really weren't my calling. And so I thought, well, I put all this time, love, money, and effort into these things that actually weren't lighting up my soul. They were successful, but they weren't really like filling the hole. You know what I mean? And with this, I thought if I'm going to have no matter what energy, whether it be for a job or another business, then why not have no matter what energy towards something that is literally my dream? Do you know what I mean? And so if we're going to put, if we're going to waste our no matter what energy on a job we don't like, then what's the point in that? We're eventually going to burn out or feel into field or something like that. So for me, it was like, if other people can do it, then it's possible for me. I just have to stick with it and figure it out and keep pivoting until I, I get it. And so that's basically what it was. And so I just had the, and it was hard and I wanted to quit a thousand times, but I just thought, well, what if, if I'm going to quit, then I'm just going to be back where I was. And I already knew that wasn't working for me. So no matter what energy to you is something that no matter what. Got- basically it's thinking, are you committed to this? No matter what? I mean, because when we think about where we are in 2021, some of the things that are happening, we've got a car that drives itself. Cause somebody sat down and said, I'm figuring this out. No matter what we've got internet that we're talking on right now that I can't understand or fathom, but I'm working, I'm a benefit of it and I'm using it and working it. I have no idea how, but someone sat down and said, I'm going to figure it out no matter what. And so I know things are possible. And so we have to shift our mindset. I'm all about mindset because literally we are limitless and anything is possible if we just do not give up. It's just the way it is. I 100% agree with that. I stand by that always throughout my life. It's a matter of time. That's the only equation at the end of the day. It's just how long is it going to take? It will happen, but how long will it take? So where, so you, you traveled and you saw some initial success. What was that transition period like of where you actually started traveling with the travel blog, as well as making some money from it to be able to support yourself outside of the nurse? Yeah. So I was making money. Let's see. I started in 2016. Made a little bit, not a lot. First year was really hard. 2017, second year, I started making some money. I started getting some deals and I was like, oh, okay. And then in 2018, everything just really took off. And I was able to quit my nursing job. I was scared to death, but I did it. And I was terrified the first month that I quit my nursing job. I went so hard and just went after it so hard because I was terrified I wouldn't be able to replace or to keep replacing the income because I was already in a good place, but I was so afraid it wasn't, am I able to do it again next month, the next month and all that. And there was so much fear. 
and I jumped and I was just so scared. And so I went so hard and then I ended up doubling my income that month. And then I was like, Whoa, okay, I did it. And then I was like, okay. So then the next month it was the same. And then after the third month of me doing it, I finally started to believe that, okay, I can actually do it now. And I started to settle down and then it's just grown exponentially since. And I've just offered a lot more services and sharing my knowledge with people of what's worked and supporting others. And that's just been really such a gift. And like I said, I talk about legacy a lot because of everything I went through with my health. It really is just special to me to be able to empower others that want this lifestyle to basically be able to guide them and and help them to create it for themselves. Sure. It makes a ton of sense. And I know that feeling really well too. It's like you you grow a set of balls after a little bit. You're so worried about everything going up in air and just completely disappearing on you one day. But the more you do it, you realize something. And I think you can really relate to this feeling. It's you have the skill set, even if something was to all go away the next day, you have the skill set to be able to bring that back up again, just exactly. because whether exactly. it's sales or, or outreach or uh, writing or whatever your skill is, you've got that skill to that level to tomorrow, if the world was to go to and the stock market crashed and everyone stopped buying, you still have the skills to be able to start over again. And what's the worst case scenario? You go to, you get another nursing job, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it, when, when you get to that point, it's a really freeing feeling. And awesome. I think once you understand that where you are is your worst case scenario, then you get to play with fear for fun at that point. And then the sky. That's right. That's right. So today you coach and you go through all these different things of empowering people. And it feels like you're giving impact or you're creating impact and giving back to the world that way. But you had a pretty scary journey yourself towards the last few years. When did you find out that you had cancer? And how'd that go? Yeah. So yeah, I found a lump in May and then I was traveling and I couldn't get into appointments and between my schedule and their schedule. So it didn't get seen until July. And then whenever I found out it was July 12th, I had a biopsy July 9th. And then three days later, I was like waiting and waiting. And then July 12th, 2019, they told me I had cancer and I was in complete shock. I was 38 years old. So wasn't even that old and I was healthy and drinking green smoothies and meditating. I'm like, how did this happen? I was pushing myself running and gunning. I was not doing self-care. That's like one thing that I'm preaching about now. And yeah, first thing was like, anybody got time for cancer? This is not part of the five-year plan. Like who has time for this? I have stuff to do. And I had contracts and I got diagnosed and I had a trip plan, trip collaboration. And I was like, I have to leave for Malta in 10 days. Like I've got to go to Geneva and Malta. Can I go? Am I dying? What's going on? It was just like shock to the system and the whole plan. And they were like, yeah, go ahead and go. And that was like the last trip I had planned. And so I went on that trip, not knowing if that was my last trip ever. It was the worst thing in the world. It was so scary, so emotional. And I did my best to really live it to the fullest thinking like, okay, if this is my last trip, how do I feel about that? And what if, and at that time I'd been to like 36 countries. And so I thought, what if this is it, I've lived an amazing life. I've seized the day. You know what I mean? I've done so much. And there was really not much else. There's always more I'd love to do, but I like, if I was really looking at if this is the end of my life and at the time we didn't know, I had a very deadly cancer with very low statistics of not survival and stuff like that. I didn't know. And I was just like, okay, I literally faced death and was like, woof, okay, I'm going to go through that experience in life. We all are, but somehow we've forgotten it's going to happen to us. And so I'm like, this might be my thing. This might be the thing I very well die from and nobody knows. And so I came to that conclusion of nobody ever knows, but we all know it's going to happen. And so I just had that moment of whether it's five years or 50 years, what am I doing? How am I living? What am I putting out? And what am I taking with me when I go? And that's basically 
leaving a legacy that's bigger than me. That's going to outlive my time here on earth. And the best way I know how to do that is by helping people seize their day, live their dream, follow their passion, share their gifts and just put their good in the world. I was always like this before, but it took me 10 levels. Yeah. How, how long did the whole cancer thing last? Walk me through that. And I guess your emotional journey through that as well. It was quite the emotional journey. Yeah. So I found out in July, 2019 and I hit it for six weeks. Cause I had all these followers on Instagram and I was like, how am I going to tell hundreds of thousands of people that I can't travel anymore when they follow me for travel and life. And they like see the world through my eyes. And it was just like terrifying. And I knew I couldn't travel for a year. So it was eating at me and eating at me. And one day I just posted an IGTV video and I just let it out and said, Hey, this is what's going on. And I was met with so much love and support and it was just crazy. And so it was very much one day at a time. I had no idea. And I went from posting about Greece to I'm going to chemo. I'm losing all my hair. I went bald. I went from being at herbal essences, hair model and brand ambassador to bald. And that was an overnight lesson in self-love acceptance gratitude, all the things. And it was so incredibly hard. I blogged all about it. It's all over, you know, the whole section of my travel blog um, of that journey, because that's a whole other journey that no one expects to take. So like totally saw that come and said no cancer patient ever. So there was no influencer who was already like this huge influencer online that went through it that I could find. And so I didn't have the manual on how to do that. So I feel like I wrote the manual on how to do that. And I ended up being a light in a very dark space, because if you do look around at people who've gone through it, there's a lot of doom and gloom and sadness and rightfully, but I was like, this can be done in another way. And this can be done with let's be strong because it's so hard to pick yourself up out of those dark times. And it honestly helped me stay out of my own, just ugh, to basically Terrible. give and to help. Yeah. And so I was going to my chemo sessions and I started this movement called the love ripple and I was leaving cards in the chairs and I was leaving gifts and blankets. And I was giving back every time I was in the chemo chair, I would leave a gift for the next person. And I would pass out cards and just leave them on all the chairs. And they were messaging me crying saying, thank you. This just uplifted my day. And it just took my mind off of my own sadness because I was like, okay, well, if I do die, then I've at least brightened their day today. You know what I mean? And so it really took me just so much deeper into, again, that giving back and that legacy and the love ripple that we can really all share out into the world. And I'm only one person, but it's literally, it just ripples out. And that's just what I'm all about today is any way that I can continue to spread love. It sounds cliche, but honestly, like universal love, I'm just all about it because that's, we just, the world needs it so desperately right now. Sure. I get the gratitude and the love that you're bringing back in the world. It's like a shining bright light in the middle of such a dark time. But were there ever moments where you felt like you were falling into despair? I would imagine because many people, if they go through something like that, it's only tough. You kept that front, but a lot of it came from a genuine place. And sometimes you've got to stay strong, especially because of your husband or whoever else. But there were moments, I'm sure on the inside, you were feeling like, like I'm going to give up or getting close to despair and things like that. How did you deal with those situations and how did it feel? Absolutely. There was so many times I was sleeping 18 hours a day and I was just honest about it. I was like, this is hard. I went through 16 rounds of chemo, 20 rounds of radiation, four or five different surgeries. It was intense for an entire year. My treatment was an entire year with no days off. You don't get a day off having cancer. Right. And, and I was also working and still coaching and doing all these things. And it was just, there were some days where I just didn't do anything. There were some days that I just laid in bed and allowed myself to be, and I was so such a goer and a doer and achiever that I really had to look at myself and say, it's okay 
you know, that I didn't do anything today. I took care of myself today. I nurtured my cells today. What do I need? What do my cells need to be happy today? And there were days that I just was super depressed. Of course, like here I am, I'm bald. I've gained weight. Like my skin is all wrecked from all the chemo. Like it was very hard. It was so hard. I didn't recognize myself. And that was just what I did. I'd put on a wig and some makeup and some fake lashes because I lost all my lashes. I was just trying to feel myself. And so I would basically do whatever I could to just forget that I had it for just a moment. And when it all comes off at night, I was right back where I was, but at least for the day, I would feel myself. I would feel like myself and I would go and my friends would be like, oh my God, we totally forgot. We totally forgot you had cancer. I'm like, me too. That's great. Isn't that the best thing ever? You know? So right. it was like how I dealt with it and it worked for me and to each their own, but for it's there, no one's forgetting it's there, but to forget for a moment, is just a gift. It's freeing. I, yeah. I, I can get that. It's, it's an escape, but in a positive way, it's a negative one. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. That's deep. Uh, thanks for sharing that story. I think maybe not to the degree of cancer, but I think a lot of my listeners can probably relate to moments in their life when they felt in despair or desperate or in fear or something, any of those emotions. So really, thank you for sharing. Absolutely. And I always say not everybody's had cancer, but everybody's gone through hard times. Everybody's had a place where they've had to dig deep for resilience. Do you know what I mean? This is just my path, but there's a place where you've had to dig deep for that resilience and really tap into your inner strength and you've been tested. And so if I can get through this, you can get through whatever it is and just keep going. And we're all going through our own stuff and traumas and our own journey through life and around the world and all this stuff. And yeah, it's just at the end of the day, I just think resilience is a choice and it's, you're going to get knocked down, but just get back up and keep going. Cause everyone's facing something. Sure. Makes a ton of sense. Where was the point where you found out that you weren't going to fully have cancer anymore? Oh yeah. So I did a lot of mindset work. I was, you know, I've been a nurse for a million years or whatever, but I've also been in the energy healing space and meditation space and all the mind, body, soul connection and spirituality. So I'm really a nerd that mixes both or whatever. And so I was like, okay, great. I'm going to do all the chemo. I'm going to do that. And I'm in this side, I'm going to do all the mindset work and meditation and envisioning myself healed. So I was diagnosed in July. I didn't get my first chemotherapy until September. And in August, after a month after I got diagnosed, I was meditating. And in this meditation, got to download, pick a date in the future. And I was like, okay, December 8th. And I was like, okay, that's when you're going to be healed. And I'm like, is that even possible? That's like a couple months away. And then I'm like, okay, who am I to have limiting beliefs on what's possible? Anything is possible, right? Wi-Fi is possible. So anything is possible. And I went and I put on my phone, I am healed in whole by December 8th. And so every day I was like, I'm healed in whole by December 8th. And I was meditating and I was visualizing and I was just like, sometimes 45 minutes a day, I was like, I'm healed. And what's it look like to be healed? How does it feel to be healed? I'm so grateful. Like all these things. And when I went for my scan, I'd only had, I was prescribed 16 rounds of chemo and I'd only had six at that time. And I went for my scan and I was in the chair and they brought me my results and they couldn't find the tumor. And it had only been a couple months. It was like two months. And it was in November. It was like November 27th or something okay. before December 8th. I was, it was completely gone and they didn't declare it gone because they were like, it could be microscopic cells or whatever. But in my heart, I was like, it worked. I'm healed all the things. Like I did the chemo, I did the mindset work. I did all the things. And so they still made me complete the full thing because of insurance and everything like that. And they just wanted to be for sure, for sure. Cause it's a very deadly cancer that I had. And so in March, 2020, I was declared in full remission, no signs, no signs of disease or whatever in March, but I already knew in my heart in November that I was healed. That's awesome. Yeah, that's so crazy. And you feel like you, you came out on the other side. I think to me, like you strike me as this like really grateful, bright, 
full of opportunity kind of person. You would never imagine, and I was having this conversation with somebody er earlier, you never know what someone's story is, right? Looking behind the curtain. If I saw you on the street per se, or if we had a conversation, I would never have imagined that you would have gone through something like that. Or even when you were telling me the story about how I used to put the wig on and the eyelashes and stuff, and you'd be out and about and everyone would forget you have cancer. If someone was looking at you from across the street, they'd probably not even know that you had that. So you never know what someone else is going through at any given time. And I think through travel, and I think this is something you could relate to as well, you realize everyone's the same on the inside. We all have the same dreams and passions. And it doesn't matter if it's a the 12-year-old kid selling candy on the streets because he's got to help his blind grandmother at home, or if it's the 17-year-old rich kid who was born up with yachts and the yacht club. Everyone wants the same things and to feel special. And judgment is probably one of the worst things that anybody could do to anybody else. And it's cool that you went through such a crazy life. And I want to say lesson, but it's not something that I've ever gone through in my life. And I, don't, I couldn't even begin to pretend to know what it's like, but you came out stronger for it. And now you teach other people on how to get that resilience and stuff. And every time I feel like I'm going to, I have something tough going on in my life now, I'm just going to be like, God, that, that lady kicked cancer. I'll peruse my blog. <laughs> which is super cool. So I want to touch on some more of your work. So you teach mindset stuff and you teach, but you also know a lot of business stuff and you have this nice little mix of both sides. What is your philosophy these days, present day? of the way you teach somebody who wants to be coached by you? What do you teach them and what, what are some concepts? Yeah. Oh my gosh. So many things. I really love diving in one-on-one and meeting someone where they're at and like where their goals are. Cause I'm in, I'm trained in so many different kinds types of things. Like I'm a hypnotherapist, the Reiki, the theta healing, the mindset stuff. I'm a heal your life certified coach with Louise Hay, all kinds of things. And I've built a, you know, multiple six figure business from an idea in my head. Right. So I've done so many things and led myself through so many paths. So I have so much to offer different people in different. And so I love just the first thing I say to somebody is what's your dream? What is your dream? Let's not go with what's a good idea. Let's not go with this. What is your dream? What do you want? Basically, let's start there. And then we can just create it. We can create whatever it is, but in our minds about what's possible, right? Just like with my tumor, like, oh, it can't. I'm like, who am I? Like, wait a second. I have to check myself of what's possible. Anything is possible. So start with what the heck do you want? What do you want? What do you love? What do you enjoy? And let's create it. And then let's like, basically I'm all about foundation, then optimization, then innovation. Let's blow it up. But we've got to start with the foundation and get that going and flowing. And then we can optimize and work out the kinks. And then we can explode upon it. So fun. I'm just, and I'm all about, I teach money mindset. I teach what else? Just a lot of self-care as well, because I was going and going, like I said, whenever I got sick and I had a rude awakening. That is not what we're here to do. Basically, we really have to fill our own cup so that we can bring our gifts to the world because our body is the vessel that allows us to bring our gifts to the world and serve our purpose. And so I'm all about let's that's part of the foundational work that we're going to do. And then the strategy is the strategy. We've got to start from within believing we can have it, believing we're worthy of it. And that's a lot of the money mindset stuff and healing that old money wounds and stuff like that, or the worthiness from stuff that happened maybe when you were younger or just not believing it's possible for you, but it is. And so really building upon that and then just creating whatever it is they want to create from with their life. I work with a lot of, a lot of coaches and consultants, and then also some bloggers and influencers and stuff like that. And just really anybody who's got a service that they're just really passionate about that really serves others. 
we can definitely work with that. Sure. So let's say we've laid down the foundation and we have the right mindsets now. We have the belief and we're even on the right track. How do you start optimizing? Do you have any, and this is like my business geeky site. What are some? Yeah. So what are you spending your time doing? What is annoying you? What's frustrating you? What are you wasting time on? What are you doing over and over? How can we automate something? How can we make you make this more effortless? So you free up your time. So we can be in Bali and we're going exploring. We're not just like on the computer the whole time, right? Anything you're doing repetitively, let's do some automation. Let's have systems in place. Like I'm a big systems nerd. So anything that can be either made easier in some, a lot of times we're doing 10 steps when it could be one. Makes sense. And then how do you explode it? Yeah. So then it's, we've got to have what's working and then what's working really well. And then it's like making sure everybody in the entire world knows about it. Yeah. Scalability, scaling it with ease and flow and then expanding into maybe a group program or expanding into what's really working really well and expanding that to the masses or how we can do more digital downloads or more courses or whatever. And all these things I've done myself. So I know how to do. So along the same lines, then what are your thoughts on having a personal brand? I know you have a fairly big personal brand Mm -hmm. and I, I've been curious about this lately about having my own personal brand, but there are things that make me again for myself simply because of how cancel culture is these days on TikTok and how everyone's ganging up on everybody else. And I, I just don't like the vibe of it so much, but even though yeah. I know how to do it, it's what are your thoughts on some of the pros and cons of having a big personal? Oh, I think take the word big out of it. I think everybody is a personal brand. Even if you have a hundred followers, you are your brand. I don't care if you're working in this space or not. Everyone's a creator and everyone's an influencer, because if you tell your friend where you got your shirt, that's an influence and that's having a brand. What you look like, how you show up in the world is your brand. So we're just in the day and age where everybody has a brand. And if you have a hundred people following you think of a room as a keynote speaker, then that becomes a lot of people. And so you really need to think about that. So big or small, everyone has a brand. And then what you're wanting to put out into the world, if you're going to run a business is your brand. And that's, crazy important because you want us, I am me, but you are your brand. That's the thing. And so it's like branding yourself and being true to you. That's why I say, what do you want? What do you want? So let's now make choices every day. It's like, we have a thousand micro forks on the road every single day. What time do we get up? What are we putting in our body? How are we choosing to spend our time or what are we going to do? All these kind of things. So there's thousands of forks in the roads every day. So if you know what your brand values are, so one of the things I do really quickly is let's extract your brand values of who you really are and what you want to be and who you want to connect with and stuff like that and getting really clear on that. And then everything you do is just in alignment with that. And you're never off brand because you are the brand and it came from you. Yeah, it's like value-based. Something I yeah. did, I remember as a young kid, I had a an older man, actually, surprisingly enough, is coming on the podcast tomorrow. And it's the first time I've had to had him get an interview out of him somehow. But I had a mentor when I was like maybe 18. And one of the things that he taught me was creating a value-based system for yourself. And then you just live your life through those values. And that was such a massive shift for me because before then I felt like sometimes I was standing by one thing, but it was fragile. It was frail. I'd switch to doing something else and something else. And it's all over the board. But ever since I heard that, I remember doing this exercise for myself where I made this sheet and I wrote 25 different values that I stood for and I just really wanted to live by. And I folded it up and I threw it in my pocket in my wallet. And every single time there was a decision that I just didn't know what decision I wanted to make, I put the value list out and I look at it and I'd be like, now I know what I need to do. And over time that kind of grew. And something I used to do a lot was whenever I had guy friends, I would compare my values against theirs just to put mine against in the metal in the fire and same with theirs. And that's something I really started enjoying doing. And now as I've gotten older, I don't need that sheet anymore. And I just have this strong value system that I just live by no matter what. So I love the fact that you said that too, because I've only, and this isn't sexist at all. It's just, I've only heard men say that to to live your life through values. I've never heard, uh, I've never spoken to a woman who... Mm -hmm. 
I, I could talk about values with. If that makes yeah, sense. It's like, like the first things I do with every client I have, every right. single client goes through the brand values. Like before we do anything else, it's our foundation. That's part of my foundational work that we do. For- that makes a ton of sense. And I think that's awesome to hear. It's something that not a lot of people think about in the first place. Yeah. So it's really mm-hmm. nice that someone's putting that out there. How about in terms of mindsets? What are some things that, or if you had to recommend some people this day and age that want to do what they love. And a lot of my audience who are listening to this right now, all listen to this podcast because they either want to do something that they love or they know somebody else they want to help with. Yeah. It's really, again, I really love to take that dream and create a vivid vision out of it. Get really super clear. Like mine is a page and a half typed out. It's like, I do this, I'm doing this. I'm making this difference in the world. I feel this. I love this. But just really getting really clear. It's like, you can't buy a flight to a destination that you don't know. So it's like, we have to make the destination. So getting really clear and typing that up and just really filling in all the blanks, the more detail, the better. And then reading that every day and feeling into it. And again, all those little forks in the road, what can we do today to get even like 1% closer to that? Is this getting me closer to my goal or farther away from the goal? And we literally have thousands of those decisions every day. If that's what you wake up and you read that, and that's your theme, that's the vibe of the day, right? Is this going to be closer to it or farther away from it? Is this good for me now and later? Because there's a lot of times there's a quick hit or whatever. It's good for me now. Sure. couple things to start with. <laughs> Makes a ton of sense. I, I like that analogy that you did, like the forks in the road. Something I like to talk about a lot is how you're in the middle of a forest that's at night and you just have a flashlight in front of you and you see a few paths. And you can just take the next path, but it's all leading to some destination that can either be towards what you're trying to work towards or away from where you're trying to go. But yeah, Camille, you've told a hell of a story. Thank you so much for sharing that. I got one final question for you here before we talk about where people can find you. And that's something that I asked everybody that comes on my podcast. The question is, if you had a billboard in space and every single person on the planet could see that billboard every single day, every time the sun rose, and every time the sun went away, the billboard went away. What would you write on that? It's, oh, it's so hard. I think, you know, I would probably say love is the most powerful healing source. There is your channel for healing love and just love yourself and teach others to do the same. And you're supported. <laughs> Love yourself and teach others to do the same. Mm -hmm. If everyone did that, we would just have a great world. (laughs) It would be like the golden rule up in here, you know? (laughs) I feel it. I feel it. That's awesome. I I really like that one. Well, Camelia, where can people find you? Yeah. So I'm on Instagram under my name. It's Camelia.Britain and that's Camelia with a K. Um, And then also my website, if... um, my mindset slash business hybrid coaching is at freedomfrequency.com. Um, you can check that out there and that'll lead you to my website as well. So either one of those places you can find me and I would love to connect with you. Awesome. Thank you so much for coming on today, Camelia. Thanks so much. Yeah. And anyone who's listening, um, also, if you send me a message, um, I will basically give you a free uh, 30 minute sort of consult to see um, like what you're up to. So yeah, connect with me. So just shoot her a message on Instagram that says free 30 minute consult and then mention my name in there as well so I can get some props. (laughs) Yes, for sure. Yeah, just let me know and I'm happy to connect. Remember, Nomad fam, we've got some incredibly value-filled episodes planned out for you. So please hit that subscribe button and leave a review. Your review helps this podcast become more visible and ultimately inspire more people just like you. Thanks for tuning in to The Nomadic Executive. If you enjoyed this episode, take a moment to leave a rating or review. Your feedback helps us reach others who need a spark of inspiration. See you next time.